Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years. You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue. Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet. Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher. Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run-Through, available wherever you get your podcasts. He walks her out and uh, says, I'll miss you. And she says, I know. When she said that, I like literally started a fire in my apartment. I was like, yes, <laughs> that, was that was amazing. That was lit. Yes. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Hey guys, remember us? We're here to talk about the Bachelor finale. Remember that? I I know it was a while ago. Yeah, but we're going to do our best to scrape the bottoms of our memories for just like scraps of snark and little anecdotes about Nick's dramatic journey. And we're doing it all for you guys. Because we are dedicated to the cause. Not dedicated enough to like come in on a snow day but definitely dedicated enough to come in the day after a snow day. And trek through the slush. Yeah, which is really the worst part. Yeah, slushy corners, man. New York (laughs) special. We are going to call the wonderful Phoebe Robinson to talk this all through with us. She is a comedian and a host of two of our favorite podcasts, So Many White Guys and Two Dope Queens. And she's also the author of a fantastic book, You Can't Touch My Hair. I'm so excited to talk with her about this finale. Let's call her up. Hi. Thanks so much for chatting with us about the finale. We have so much to talk about. Um, And the show begins with Raven meeting Nick's family. So, Phoebe, was this your first season watching The Bachelor all the way through? Uh, Yeah, I think I watched the very first season of it, um, you know, when I was a kid and I was like, yep, I get it. And then like, I never (laughs) watched it again. Because I was like, like, you get the show and it's like, well, it just was like, all right, this guy is kind of generic. And like, these people are like in love, air quotes, but they're not. So I was like, oh, this is what the show is going to be. I don't need it. Um... (laughs) And then my buddy Jessica was like, I have two friends on. And she was like, this is the first time in Bachelor history that a woman of color got the first impression rose. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. So let me check it out. And I 
oh my gosh, this show, it's so problematic. (laughs) (laughs) And yet none of us can stop watching. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) And it's funny because it's true. Once you've seen one season of The Bachelor, you've kind of seen them all. And yet I still want to see more. And talk about it (laughs) way too much. (laughs) I'm like, you know, it's real bleak when we're like, a woman of color got the first rose. I know. It's like how progress. Long has it been on? <laughs> hey, you're like twenty years later, <laughs> we've reached that mountaintop. Um. Yeah. So okay. So you you haven't seen the last few seasons. So this is like fresh eyes on on this yes. finale. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The show has changed a lot uh, since <laughs> Alex Michelle's season. Um, oh really? Like what's different? Nothing really. Well, they. I oh, guess oh. the uh, it's longer. It's, yeah, it's longer, longer and it's less casual. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 episode length. I'm like, why is this as long as The Godfather? Like, are we fucking serious right now? It's so absurd. And then they fill it with all these terrible conversations that are just the two people being like, I don't know. I feel good when I'm with you. Right. And that's and great. Like, Do you guys talk about anything other than, like, the state of the relationship? Absolutely not. I think they ban oh it. God. Producers are like, literally ignore that anything else is happening in the world. <laughs> I mean, at this point, Donald Trump has legitimately just been elected, and all they want to talk about <laughs> is ice skating. I know. I'm like, what are your thoughts on Putin? That's like really important before I marry you. Well, Donald Trump did sort of come up and after the final rose, very like glancingly, which I thought was I funny. I appreciated that. I'm like, even Chris Harrison is not immune from politics. Um, okay, so first we, we start with Raven meeting the parents. So this is yeah. that like awkward meeting the family, especially because Nick's family is like a thousand people. Yeah, his family's big, and also, like, I feel like his parents, like, don't understand that this is, like, just TV, and, like, they're so, like, Mary, his mom, was literally crying every two seconds, and I'm like, Mary, he's not looking for love. (laughs) He's not. And she's just like, it's so hard on us. I'm like, is it? Like, it's just so, like... You want your mom to be like that, but you also want to be like, mom, like, do you not understand what I'm trying to do with my career right now? And she's just like, I, I can't understand why he's getting rejected so much. I'm like, also, you should understand why. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, Nick is kind of, you know, lame. But um, <laughs> I, I, I thought this was like, it was kind of nice this meeting because Raven had met um, their his parents previously. So it wasn't super awkward this time and they liked her and I liked Bella the sister being like I'm rooting for you to end up with Nick and I was like I kind of want to watch a TV show of the two of them like a you know like pretty little liar spinoff or something um (laughs) I approve right that would be like so cute (laughs) Bella is the real winner I also felt I feel for Nick's mom I just think she's she never wanted never dreamed of being on reality television and somehow she has been on the bachelor seven times right, <laughs> at this point right. she just has tears in her eyes the entire time the camera's on her she just can't like, hold them in i'm also yeah, just like, very impressed how chic she looks given that she's had 11 children and she's just like rocking that nose ring and that great mom haircut yeah. like 
Yeah, I you're right. Like she's the MVP, and like she's been through a lot. Like her ancestors like came on Ellis Island, and now this is like where her life is. You know, she was <laughs> like, like they came a... here for this. Yeah, right. She's like, why? Why is my firstborn doing this to me? <laughs> I always feel, you know, obviously the family isn't going to say like, actually, you never cared about those other girls, and it was fine but i really get a strong sense from his family that he's very close with them and that they saw him go through a lot so i tend to take them at face value um and they were definitely very worried especially bella who her brother has been looking for love ever since she was born on television (laughs) Ever like for her, this is normal. She's like, yeah, he's on TV trying to get engaged. That's just what my brother does. Okay, so I have a question because I this is my first first like Nick Vile experience. So was he like legit? Like, did he ever legitimately have feelings for Andy? Was the other one Caitlin, or was I, that all just like? No, I think he did. Especially Andy, he was like. Naive Nick, never, not a reality TV aficionado yet. Um, uh, okay. And he, like, he, I think he was very into both of them, actually. Um, but also, I think it's hard to be rejected very publicly twice. It's hard on the ego. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I actually sure. think Nick is a relationship guy. Like, he, he was much better when he was on The Bachelorette because he could kind of isolate out his relationship very easily and just focus on it. And he really struggled with dealing with multiple women. Um, But yeah, he, he's, you know what? He's fine. He, I was thinking tonight, I was like, he got to play with Husky puppies and go horseback riding to the North pole. Like that's (laughs) the benefit of being the bachelor. Um, And, and then they meet Vanessa Oh, one thing I want to say is that Nick's mom was like, I, lo- I love Raven. I can't imagine her hurting anyone. And I was like, she's literally the only person that we know for sure hurt someone physically. <laughs> You're like, she admitted to physically yeah. assaulting her ex-boyfriend yeah. on national TV. Try to imagine it. Um, okay, so then Vanessa comes. and I can't, guys. I just, I'm literally, I cannot. <sighs> So, Sorry, so you you don't believe in Vanessa and Nick? I I want to be like Vanessa. Do you not understand what the fuck you're doing and like what show you're on? She's like, no, I don't I think don't... she does. That's the problem. She admitted on after the final rose she'd never watched a complete season, which is like rookie mistake. If you're gonna go on this show, there's a lot of research to do. Yeah, it's also ignorance. Like, so you just went on like a reality TV show and like didn't watch it. Like, why would you ever do that? I don't know. We're gonna have to ask her someday. <laughs> yeah, you should, but, you should talk to her because first of all, she would say core values like thirty five thousand <laughs> times, and I'm like, you're in the Bachelor, so you don't have any like spectacular core values. Number one, <laughs> and then number two, she kept being like. I just felt like the thing that I noticed between their two relationships is that like 
to me, I feel like uh, 85% of a relationship is literally just hanging out and do you vibe with that person? Can you have a good time? And can you like connect with them? And like, that's what he had with Raven. And like, I guess he wasn't in love with her because of whatever. But to me, I feel like Vanessa and Nick think that conflict equals love or that like having drama means that you're in love and it's like no that's not love like that's just you creating like you know drama out of nothing so you have something to fight about but that doesn't mean that this is a relationship and so I always felt like with her every time they would hang out like they would they would meet each other and they would kiss and then she'd be like well what does this mean and he's like dude i just fucked raven what do you mean what does this mean like i don't you know what i mean like it was so obvious that like this is this is what dating is on the show like he's going to hook up with multiple people at once and that's just what it is and she was like well i want you to only be with me and it's like well this isn't real life dating so it's just very frustrating to deal with her crying every week I felt like that was the, the biggest gap with them is that she couldn't quite which which in some ways having watched a bunch of these seasons it, to an extent I found refreshing that there was someone mm-hmm. being like no actually I actually hate this process and if I'm going to get engaged to someone like I have all these doubts and it weirds me out that this is how I'm doing it so I yeah. had mixed feelings about it cuz I was like most of people just pretend that this is totally normal um, yeah. And she refused to fall into that, which I think made her come off worse I also in the feel format like, of the show. I, I mean, it's hard yeah. to know what really happened. But Raven said on After the Final Rose that she did have those conversations with Nick about what they would do afterward and how their lives would fit together. And we saw yeah. none of that. So they were definitely painting Raven as the fun, laid-back girl who doesn't bother him with questions. And then Vanessa we only saw those conversations and there were definitely other conversations. Like I can't imagine that he would propose to someone when, if they spent every second together, you know, talking about whether they actually were going to move to Montreal or like LA. So we, we, they, and I feel bad because they, I think they do that to misdirect us, but then you end up not being excited for the winner, you know, like, yeah. And it was also like, uh, you know, Vanessa, like when she was talking to Nick's dad and he was, he was saying, you know, this part of relationship is compromised. And then she started crying. I'm like, did she not understand that that's like what relationships are exclusively? It's just like, you don't get what you want all the time. Oh, come on. That very... was cut together though. She did not start crying when he said it was about <laughs> I compromise. Just, I just, I just despise her so much. I just, I can't. I think, you know, it frustrated me because I felt like, yeah, that misdirection, the show was trying so hard to make us think that Vanessa was the wrong choice because it was so obvious that he was the most into her that by the end, everyone was just kind of out on Vanessa and their relationship looked like no fun. And I'm not sure whether that's just that their relationship is no fun or whether we just were only shown a certain part. I felt like the the editing this season overall was a bit ham-fisted. Yeah. Kind of in yeah. every respect. And um, I feel I Ben and Lauren still haven't shaken that at all because in their appearances right afterward people were like, "Oh, see, they don't really like each other and all they did was talk about, you know, 
her insecurities and their problems on the show. Yeah, it's happened the last few seasons where it's been pretty obvious who the lead's going to pick, and then they make the that winner seem kind of worse in some respect or less fun. Well, I have a theory, and you know, I know nothing about I'm new to Bachelor Nation, but I think that Nick was actually the most into Rachel. But the Rachel, but the producers knew how dope Rachel was, <laughs> and so they offered her the Bachelorette, and like so that he ended. Like I think he liked Vanessa, but I think out of everyone, he really liked Rachel. Yeah, I was most. thinking about this that the only other person I could have seen him really doing well with was Rachel. Mm-hmm. But then I just completely had uninvested in their relationship because they spoiled it. Yeah. So I stopped paying I, attention, but you're right. That like would they actually had... have been a very dramatic finale if it were Rachel <laughs> and Vanessa, because I wouldn't have known. But it was so right. obvious that he just saw Raven as more like a fun date as opposed to a life partner. But I don't know what he see. I mean, I will say Vanessa is, you know, she has a great job. Like she's obviously obviously <laughs> getting giving back. But like I'm with Nick's dad, where he's like, you know, you have a type, and this type isn't the right person for you, and you keep going. Like the universe is trying to tell you stop going after these very contentious brunettes who <laughs> are just going to like you know run through you, and that's what he does every time. Yeah, that really struck me. But I'm 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 a little defensive of it though. I'm like, yeah, if you're into strong women, keep going for it. Like don't be like, "Oh, I better just get like a sweet little thing who will never question me because that'll be easier." I respect that he wants to try and make it work with someone who's more independent. But I don't think that Vanessa is falls in the category of a strong woman. Like she's not like you know, Malala or like Michelle Obama. You know, well, if we're limiting like it to that level, <laughs> who among us can say we're well, a strong who, woman? Especially among the Bachelor cast, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, but that just takes out every single person to ever apply for the show. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I don't know that Vanessa really qualifies as a, a strong woman. I really just felt like she's obviously a babe. She obviously has a good job. And I think her and Nick like they're crying over everything everything being talked to death like i think it's more like they like the drama of it rather than like she's a strong willed dope ass person like i felt like rachel was like a strong dope person well, you know rachel I mean? was obviously the best one which is why yeah we are all very excited that she gets her own season. It's a way better ending for her. But I, exactly. I did like, I don't know. I have I have a soft spot for Vanessa. I think that she kind of isn't there to take shit. And, and she's willing to push back on Nick when he gets into his kind of scripted, like, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't know where my heart is bullshit because yeah. by the last <laughs> two, it's like, I get that that's what he has to do for the show. Yeah. But he knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah so, that was trash. I think I that. always feel some some sympathy too for people who for women who don't come off as super warm and accommodating. And I'm like 
you know what? We expect women to be warm and accommodating and to make the man they're with feel nice all the time. But some women aren't like that, and they deserve love, too, fortunately for me. Um. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think Vanessa deserves love. I just think the combination of Nick and Vanessa, I'm just like, was not into that. They're too similar in that they're both just, oh, no, like, both of them are just infuriating. Like, the way that he would talk about stuff, too, I'm like, what are you saying? I don't even think he knew what he was saying. Yeah. yeah. He was like, I don't know, this turtleneck is just choking me a little bit. I know. I'm... His fashion choices were literally <laughs> devastating. <laughs> Uh, so funny it's so good I was like it's pretty the real miracle of this show is that Nick got laid despite all of his sweaters (laughs) despite Nick being Nick he got laid Nick is like totally my type so like I'm I I think he's cute I know and and I I think we both have a soft spot for Nick because we've met him a few times and he's... And I already had a soft spot for right. him. And Claire's been, Claire's been a longtime fan. <laughs> um, I mean, he was definitely the better choice of the, the two seasons he lost. Mm-hmm. Both times he was certainly... Better than the person The better of the two. Well, yeah. I mean, in the Bachelor world, he's what passes for a sensitive intellectual. <laughs> so... <laughs> That, that tells I mean, you something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think he's kind of, I will say I did like, I you know, obviously because I'm not, I don't watch the show a lot. I don't know what the format is, but I did like when he would just be like, yeah, I know that this isn't going to work out. I'm just going to break up with you now. Like, I thought that that was like pretty cool. Yeah, and, like, and that's not right. something every lead will do. Got it. Yeah. Um, so we should talk about their oh, their, their final dates. their last chance dates as they're called really disturbingly. Um, it was <laughs> so clear that they were setting Vanessa up as the serious one and Raven up as the fun one for these dates. Right. Yeah. So Vanessa and Nick go riding in a snowy wood on horseback. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys notice Lapland safari signs? Like five times in every episode. Yes. They must have paid so much in advertising. Um, <laughs> and then Nick is like, I have a surprise for Vanessa here at the Arctic Circle that will bring her back to her childhood. And I was yeah. like, well, I'm around Vanessa's age. So Furbies, Pogs, like what's going to be in there? It would be amazing if it was just a giant collection of Pogs. But yeah, at the Arctic Circle. <laughs> or like he's been stocking his Beanie Baby collection there, waiting for it to gather value for the past 20 years. But instead, it's Santa Claus. Yeah, which... that, that was literally the goofiest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I know. So ridiculous. And Chris Harrison like, blogged later. He was like, this is the real Santa Claus that gets your letters when you send them. And I was like, I've read multiple times in reliable sources that when you send letters to Santa, the post office just kind of like keeps them. Like, I don't think that they go to anyone. But nice like, now they all go to Finland, every single <laughs> Santa letter. Yeah. So yeah, it was just so stupid. And I was like, all right, this is clearly like an out of work actor from like Grace and Frankie. Who's like, <laughs> you know, getting like half a day payment. Like this was like so dumb. And like, Vanessa pretending like this is so cool. I was like, 
That's that's when I hate The Bachelor, when I'm like, the producers clearly do something ignorant, and then everyone has to be like, yeah, this is cool. And they're like, that's- and it's also a metaphor for our love. Exactly. Yeah. It's magical, and I want a magical love. Like, that stuff mm-hmm. just, I can't anymore. I, yeah. I, I really thought that Nick might be the one bachelor who, when Santa asked him what was at the top of his wish list, would just be like, a really cool car, man. Like, <laughs> have my eye on a couple things. But no, they both want love. And Santa gives them, like, a wooden sign that says Nico and Venla, which I presume we're supposed to assume is their names in Finnish. However, I really feel like Venla could have been anyone. Like, that could have been Raven. They were like, we just had this sign in the back. And And we knew he was going to go for a brunette, so the drawing (laughs) didn't even need to be that accurate. Um, Also, I realized after the fact that I guess they had filmed this uh, a few weeks before Christmas, so maybe it was less weird to encounter Santa Claus towards the end of November than it is... Uh, in mid-March. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But it really didn't land. Right it now. really didn't land. Um, yeah, and then comes the part of the date where they just sit around in piles of snow um, weeping together. <laughs> Seems dangerous. Like, tears can yeah. freeze to your face. <laughs> and then they move inside and, and, cry, they, more. and cry more. Um, yeah, it just didn't look fun. And, like... no. The fun you was know, not one word I would use to describe most of the finale, actually. Yeah, it was like kind of like a bummer. That's why yeah. I was like Team Raven, because <laughs> even though I do think she's too young for him. Yeah. I was kind of like, you know, she's been through a lot. She seems like a good girl. And like, it'd probably be cool if she had like a dope relationship in her life. Although I don't know if that would be with Nick, but like, yeah. I don't know. I just was like rooting for her. I will you know? say, I think she's going to find a good relationship. And I think part of what we saw is that she's really outgoing and fun and easy to get along with. So it was easy for her to fall into this thing with Nick, but I don't think he was the best match. The for best her. match. No, for I, her. I am team Raven in the sense that I like want, I want better for her. Yeah. Right, and she seemed agreed. fine at after the final rose. Like I, she looked, she's kind of rebounding hot fine. and yeah, was ready great. to go to paradise. She's just, you know, that a lot of Bachelor Nation has been sliding into her DMs. Oh yeah, for sure. She's gonna be fine. She's okay, gonna so have what her is pick. Bachelor Paradise? They just like go on a beach and hook up. Oh okay. yeah, What's yes. That? It's they basically send them to a weird resort in Mexico where apparently they all have stomach issues, and they just lay around, spend 24 hours a day with each other, randomly go on little excursion dates, and then each week um, either the women give out the roses or the men give out the roses, and they bring in um, kind of wild card men and women each week. So there's like an uneven number. But you basically just get to chairs. It's musical chairs of hooking up, and then they always pressure a couple of them to propose at the end which yeah. just gets really wild because they've been there for 18 days <laughs> that's so ridiculous <laughs> it's amazing yeah. it's so I, it's great because there's no pretense they're like yeah true love but like not not really and yeah. the editing is all very cheeky and it's they're kind of in you, on you'll it. need to watch it yeah. it's gonna be fun
We're going to take a quick break, but please don't go anywhere. When we get back, we'll have more on the finale and after the final rose with Phoebe Robinson. Stay with us. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't? (laughs) Turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe. And it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like 
vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, <laughs> you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season yes. again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link... Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. We have to talk about Raven's date. Um, um, 
she's the real winner because she got to play with puppies. So at that point, and I thought so I thought skating. she had won just everything. And yeah, they they play they go ice skating in the middle of the wilderness while Kiss Me plays in the background. Um, A callback <laughs> to their roller rink date. Yeah. Uh, and they just, like, lie on the ice and make out, which seems like a terrible idea. Yeah. I just want them all to be safer more of the time. Warmer. Warmer, warmer and safer. Um, yeah, and then Nick brings out the husky puppies. They yeah, play with That's them. like a consolation prize. You don't get a ring, but here are some husky puppies. I hope she got to keep Yeah, they one. had a really cute day. They had no yeah. complaints about their date. Oh, no. They had so... They just had a really fun time. I think the tell for me that he wasn't going to pick her is that at no point did they play up any of the bigger conversations that they were having if they did have them. Mm. Um, and I thought it was interesting that she said, even after the final rose, that she felt that it was her responsibility to make it easy on him. And she felt that she needed to be positive and optimistic all the time. Um, Mm. And I'd like to see Raven be a little less optimistic and push the guys that she's dating to answer questions and get on the same page as her. And I think in, in Paradise, she might feel a little more agency to do that. Yeah. Honestly, if you do that early on, it's not always pretty, but you might be less likely to explode with rage and beat someone with a stiletto <laughs> later in your relationship. Um, and also Nick gave her so many compliments, which I feel like is always how they start letting you down. Like you, you, he doesn't say like, you're so sincere and sexy and intelligent and I'm glad you're here and then propose. That's the person well, you say. That's what not? you say to the per- that's what That's what you say to the person that... Or at least it's what we're shown of the person who's going to get let down because it's oh. like the consolation is like, well, but I think you're really cool. <laughs> and I just thought when he was just like complimenting her throughout the day, that it was like, oh, yeah, because he likes her. Oh, this is interesting. OK. I think he does like her. Mm-hmm. But I also think and I, I kind of felt like. I mean, I putting aside the theory that the producers had something to do with Rachel going home earlier. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like Nick respects Raven, but knew that she was going to be fine and didn't feel like there were as many intense emotions invested in that relationship. So she could handle being in the final two, whereas he would have just fallen apart bringing Rachel along to the final two. And but then that actually would have been a more interesting finale to see him like legitimately have to choose between two women that he has feelings. Oh, oh totally. I, I agree. That. I agree. But, but that's just I my theory so of why of why he Yeah. Didn't. So but at the proposal it's still pretty emotional. So they come out and they're Raven's wearing silver, Vanessa's wearing like black sequins, and Raven gets out of the limo first. They're, I've really appreciated the fur elements of their outfits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very elegant. <laughs> so many animals died to make this Lapland uh, week happen. Um, and she gets out and she says, this is the love my father always prayed for me to have. Um, and she goes in and, yeah, she tells him 
everything about how she feels. She really lays it all out there. It annoyed me that he let her get through that whole speech. Yeah, that's literally what a fuckboy does. I'm sorry. That was trash. (laughs) Also, because the bachelors always do that. They almost always let the women give their whole speech. definitely a producer thing. And the bachelorettes are just half the time they, like, send the guy home before he they even get to the proposal (laughs) but once once ashley let a guy get down on one knee and then was like no never mind don't do that that was real bad people are still mad at her about that well then he got to be the bachelor so yeah so it's fine um but yeah I, i it's tough because you know the producers really want that dramatic moment and they're really pushing for it but you're like dude could you have Maybe cut her off a little earlier. Yeah, um, that was like, that just felt like, I just felt, I don't know, like embarrassed. Yeah, that is really the most humiliating feeling is just pouring your heart out and then having them be like, ugh, And then wow. he's so slow to actually get to the rejection. He has to give his whole speech. Right. And you can just see it on her face. Like, she knows. She knows it's coming. Yeah. She knows it's not good. Because he, he starts tearing up, not in a good a way, before Nick. she even finishes. Yeah. So many, so many Nick tears. Always. Yeah. Are these tears for real? Like, I don't understand. After I, seeing yeah. his dad, it kind of convinced me they were. Like, yeah. It's a cry. This is a crying I think family. they have shallow tear ducts. It's just, it's a thing. Some people's tear ducts are closer to the surface and we just, I mean, I cry out. incredibly easily. So maybe, yeah. maybe Nick and I have a similar thing going on. Um, <laughs> so they, any overwhelming emotion, just weeping. He walks her out and uh, says, "I'll miss you," and she says, "I know." When she said that, I like literally started a fire in my apartment. I was like, "Yes, it." <laughs> that, was that was amazing. <laughs> that was lit. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "That." It was so subtle, so calm. Her exit was awesome. She yeah, really, she held great. it together. She came off so well. She, yeah, uh, I really, I think that she will realize, or probably has already realized that um, she really has the better end of the deal, not having to go through, yeah, being in a relationship with the lead and just getting to be universally adored for getting dumped in a very classy way. Exactly. Yeah. And she's, I mean, again, she's super bubbly and outgoing. She's not going to have a hard time at all. Um, Per Instagram, it seems that a lot of the other girls from the season are all hanging out with her for the last few days in L.A. And they're just like on party buses, drinking (laughs) fireball and um, jumping on beds in hotels. So they seem to be doing well. (laughs) It does seem like there was a little tension between... Um, Vanessa and some of the other women in the house. Like, we know she was very close with Danielle M. And Taylor. And Taylor. But I think uh, Vanessa and Rachel had some run-ins that were not shown. But what were... So what... Tell me about that. Like, what was was the drama? We We don't don't know. know. Um, And that's the the annoying thing. But um, some girls have hinted at it um, since the show. But... We don't have any details on it because they edited it all. And and we think that might be partly what happened on the volleyball date, which was Mm. so weird. And Vanessa got very upset and um, that she didn't get extra time because she was on the losing team. 
And so Nick had everyone come to the extra time portion of the date. And then that's, right. I think, why Rachel was upset about it. But apparently, I don't know, I've, I've just heard rumors that there were there was tension between them. And I assume that that was edited out because one of them is the bachelorette and one of them is the winner. And I bet that production was kind of like, why sully, why risk the audience kind of turning against either of them? Right, right, right. Um, Yeah, Vanessa definitely seems like the type to be a little more isolated in the house. Um, Yeah. Even though the two two of them are both people that, I, like, would be down to get a drink with. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll get a drink with anyone. Yeah, you're like, literally any, any one of them. <laughs> um, so then Vanessa enters, and what even happens? He didn't even... <laughs> so this is how much... When, when I felt like he was just very, very into her, he didn't let her yeah. say anything. He immediately started tearing up happy tears and launched into his speech, letting her know she had nothing to worry about. Um, I think he was super into her and really didn't want to risk her being nervous and rejecting him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. This is, this was like the moment, like I'm so cynical about this show. And then in this moment for like two minutes, I totally I don't know. My yeah. cold, icy heart. I was I like, this is sweet. This is sweet. They seem very happy. Um, yeah. And she she tells him um, when she got out of the limo, she thought there's no way he's going to notice me. Instead, you noticed every part of me. And that sounds creepy. <laughs> but like that feeling of being really seen mm-hmm. by your. And that's one thing that I would say might have been. A difference between her and Raven is Raven was trying very hard to be a certain way around Nick and Vanessa's like, no, you've seen all of how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you still like it, apparently. Um, For so now. He finally gets to propose all the way through. and He's very emotional. A lot of um, sobbing. Yeah. And, and then and it's he, over. And she starts crying and he kisses her head while he's down on one knee. And I thought, like, <laughs> moments like that, that seemed very sweet and genuine to me. And then they ride off in a sleigh. And Nick just seems to be ecstatic that he went on a reality show and didn't get rejected. Yeah. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you be? Yeah. I mean, it would be horribly embarrassing if this had ended in yet another rejection for him. It would have been so on brand, though. He could have kept building that that brand. I know. He would have had another, like, five seasons of, I don't know, reality TV dating shows. Do you think they can just make sure that he comes in second on Dancing with the Stars? There's got to be a way they can do that. He's not coming in, like... Eighth in Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, he's getting voted off the second week. (laughs) If you have anything to say about it, he will not be on very long. Um, So after the final rose, um, Raven is very diplomatic about Vanessa and Nick's relationship without being, like, effusive. She's sort of like, yeah, they like each other. She and Vanessa are not friends. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. Yeah. Women don't have to all love each other. Yeah. And she says she will go on Paradise. So we have that to look forward to. 
um, Vanessa comes out, and this has been the source of a lot of controversy or criticism among Bachelor Nation, Vanessa and Nick's appearance on After the Final Rose. What did you think? I mean, they're done. (laughs) It it wasn't exactly joyful. I'll put it that way. No. It was interesting because, so we had um, Allison Williams on the podcast last week, and she was saying, she's a big Bachelor fan, she was saying that towards the end of each season, the bachelors and bachelorettes become actors. And I thought that that was Mm -hmm. interesting. And all I could think when I was watching Vanessa was she's not a good actress. She was answering every question so earnestly. Yeah. And normally, like, we have seen a lot of couples come out who have broken up within weeks of Mm -hmm. the big reveal, but they come out and they act bubbly and they convince everyone that everything's perfect and then you know four weeks later yeah they're broken up vanessa um i think does not have a poker face and does not have that ability or or an interest and i so she came out was just like yeah it's been really hard and it came off terribly (laughs) i also kind of blame chris harrison for that because every question he asked was like so you said it's been hard has it been hard? He's, oh, they, oh, oh, yeah. He only <laughs> asked them questions. It was, have you guys been fighting? Said 10 different ways. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that he was he was giving them a, a tough time. And I I always feel so much sympathy for situations like this, like the way people were grabbing like single screenshots of them looking unhappy or not looking at each other. And I was like, oh, my God, if someone did this to me and my fiance they would be like, these people aren't even dating. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm, I'm not demonstrative and I'm not like... You're resting bitch face. I have a major resting bitch face. Um, I'm I'm not good at seeming enthusiastic. So um, I, I always look at, at people like Vanessa and I'm like, maybe this is just how she is um, with everyone. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's hard to imagine her being really bubbly and excited. Yeah, but it's even like for me, it was more like the body language. Like it mm-hmm. didn't, it didn't even look like they wanted to be with the. You know what I mean? Like it just, they weren't super just... touchy. They didn't. It was hard for me to tell. I mean, I think it was a combination of things. Maybe things have been strained. Also, they're ready to be done with this, and I think they were getting annoyed with the mm-hmm. situation and the questions, and they weren't very mm-hmm. good at hiding that and Nick also has such an issue with just generally lack of making eye contact with people mm-hmm. um, but I, yeah it's hard to feel like I, I, I'm not sure how much confidence I have that they'll be you know getting married to each other and I don't they but are. I, I don't know <laughs> I don't really think they will but I also was thinking about this and I think we have a tendency when we watch these shows to measure, to sort of split couples into two categories. Like either they went on the show for the quote-unquote right reasons and they found real love and they, you know, get married or they break up at some point and therefore they're fake and they failed. Um, And I think probably with a lot of these couples it falls somewhere in between where like everyone who goes on the show wants to be on TV because they went on TV. Uh, And... 
often they just they're they're agreeing to date each other and then it just doesn't work out because most people that date, even if they love each other at one point, <laughs> don't work out. Like that's just a fact of life, especially when you live in separate countries, can only see each other once every three weeks, sequestered in a house, and you can't do anything normal. Like that's not that's not an easy situation to be in. So I think their strategy was just to be like, well, we're going to be super honest about it. But again, that, but then that ignores the entire structure that they are in, which is like all of these people watching them wanting to see some happiness because we literally just saw them get engaged. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I see why everyone's saying that they're not going to work out, and I just i i want it. I want it for them. <laughs> i I want it to work out, and I'm pulling for them. Um, I want Nick to be happy, and I yeah. Again, I do relate to the this their relationship dynamic. Like I fought so much with my fiance early on in our relationship, and now we never fight because we like got it all out of the way. Like we came to our understandings and. There were definitely times when his, like, people in his life were like, is this too hard? Um, Why is this such a struggle? But it was part of the process. And I think it was part of the journey. It was part of our journey. (laughs) Um, And it felt like, you know, we were getting on the same page. And and now we are on the same page. And so I, I, I respect their approach of, like, open communication and their open relationship. (laughs) But... Not apparently in terms of sleeping with other people. Yeah, just, we'll, yeah. we'll just see. Community. We'll see. Yeah, maybe that too. That you know what? That might be good for them. Just take the pressure <laughs> off a little bit. Um, and then they finally sweep Nick and and Vanessa off stage because it's time for a very historic bachelor moment with um, Rachel. But of course, Chris threw some shade at Donald Trump before that. We just had to <laughs> throw that out there. He pointed out that immigration might not be. <clears throat> as easy as it once was. And I appreciated that. And that is a legitimate concern. If a beautiful white woman from Canada can't get into the U.S., then (laughs) no one can. I mean, that's not a, that wouldn't be a good sign. Um, So then Rachel comes out and is excited for her journey. I'm so excited for her season. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. The, the surprise happened. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be more bullshit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it'll be cool because I really do like her. I think that she'll be fun. And I hope she doesn't, like, start sounding like a zombie just saying these things that, like, producers are telling her to say. I know. But I'm hopeful yeah. that, like, there will still be a little bit of personality in there. Yeah, I think we'll get a little bit of both. She'll definitely... She'll definitely end up saying some of the bullshit because they all yeah. do, even if they fight it. People I always end up hating the lead and like to some degree because they're just mouthing the same things, but it's inevitable. But I think she's, you know, she's a fully formed human who has a real personality and mm-hmm. has managed to maintain a, a good amount of agency. And she's very much beloved by everyone who was, you know, living with her during the season. So I think that bodes. Well, for her, she also looked fucking amazing in that yeah. jumpsuit with a cape. Cape jumpsuit. I, I loved it. I it loved everything like about it. It something a superhero would wear, but it was so much cooler. Um, <laughs> so much sexier. Um, 
What do you guys think about what they pulled with her meeting her first four guys on After the Final Rose? Well, the first guy, the first black guy was way too desperate and thirsty. And I was like, he's like, I got a plane ticket and like, check out this ring. And I was like, all right, this is gross. Like, fucking relax. I know. He's like, yeah, you like this? You like this ring right here? You like it? I was like, calm down. And none of them seem to know like at what point they should move on or where they should exit. So they all had a very uncomfortable pause after they did their little thing where they were just standing up on stage and she was trying to make them feel comfortable but she was uncomfortable yeah. uh, so right. awkward and the then the second guy nondescript the white guy he was just yeah, like the, <clears throat> yeah and he was just like uncomfortable didn't know what to say and then the other white guy who was like I want to go black and never go back. I was like, see, this is like what happens when like people who aren't around, like when institutions like don't aren't around like people of color, then they just end up making casting decisions like this where they're like, this guy's funny. And it's like a black woman would never date a fucking jackass who would ever say that to them because they would be offended. That was so cringy. And she was trying so hard to be cool about it. She was like, oh, I love that. That's so great. Okay. Um, Yeah. I was like, please, I hope you get cut night yeah. one. And he had nothing yeah. else planned either. He was like, no. I have this killer line. It's going to just slay her. And that's all I need to know. <laughs> no. And I'm I'm worried. Like, I really hope they don't cast too many of those kind of guys. But I, knowing where the bar is set and how low it is on The Bachelor, I would imagine we're going to have some pretty cringy moments. Yeah, I'm worried that, yeah. like, the villain character being like racist is going to be their their ploy this coming season because like with Emily it was the guy who didn't want to raise her kid um she was a single mom like I feel like that's fucked up yeah he called he called her child baggage um (gasps) yeah yeah. and then she just had like an epic she went off on him yeah which made for great tv but it was yeah and i do worry about how they're gonna approach that with rachel yeah um especially after that stellar opening line which we know the producers often feed them so do better but also like i feel i liked the fourth guy he was like they seemed like they had i hated his outfit i was like (laughs) literally what the fuck get a suit Get a fucking suit <laughs> where everything matches. Don't get a different color blazer to go with your fucking docker slack. Like, are you serious right now? Also, you're going on national TV and you, you're you trying to woo this woman. Like, try a little harder. Yeah. You like, had time Zara to think so about stu- this. It's so stupid. It's like you can go to Zara and get a suit for like a hundred dollars yeah no he was like this is just my look and i'm cool with it this is the best i can offer but he had real personality yes and he had chemistry with her so i was like this is fine but also like literally go shopping before like this yeah you have a redo uh in when in a few nights so do better i also assume that like these guys are throwaway guys. These are not the guys that they think mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. going to go that far because I don't think they would ruin the element of surprise of them stepping out of the limo if they thought that these were the ones she was going to really yeah. 
be into. True, true. And then the first impression rose would be a second impression rose because she's already met them. Which <laughs> That's a good point. It yeah. just undermines the whole thing. Um, yeah, I I didn't really care for the whole – I think they were just – they're always desperate to do something new and to say this is the first time it's ever happened. But I was like, can you just let Rachel have like a normal – Let Rachel live. Just like let her live. <laughs> Um, just let her have her big opening night where she meets all the guys for the first time and she's, you know, prepared, standing on a watered down, like sprayed down driveway <laughs> that's glistening in the moonlight. Probably in a glittery dress. Yeah. She's going to look so good. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for a season, but I, I kind of wish they, they weren't. I hope the gimmicks, so I hope already. the gimmicks end yeah. when we actually get into the season. And they don't feel like they have to keep selling her. Yeah, I've I'm I've I've been sold. I've already. been sold since like her first night on the show. So um, I don't think they need to try that hard. Yeah, it's like everyone is team Rachel. Like let's just move forward. Exactly. Yeah. So we're we're gonna have to wait until mid May, I guess, to see her journey. But she's starting taping. I think this week. Like, yeah, around now. So pretty excited to see what they come up with. I'm also excited to have some time off, you guys. Monday nights, what are we going to do with them? Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, maybe I should too. start working out again or or catching up on other television. That's, that's yeah. another option. I don't know. Just imagine the change in my physical fitness if I was no longer drinking three <laughs> glasses of red wine every Monday night and instead was going to the gym for that time. It'd be like a huge, like, We're I'm going to see look a totally transformation come, come May. Oh, yeah. You guys well, won't you're not going to see it because this is a podcast, but you're going to hear the, the you're going to hear the tonedness in my voice. Um, Phoebe, thank you so much for talking about the finale with us today. This was really fun. Of course, I had a blast and, you know, I'm rooting for Rachel. I hope there's not a lot of nonsense and, you know, that she uh, she she ends up with a nice dude. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I hope you'll come back and do this again during Rachel's season. Absolutely. I would love to. Yay. Yay. <laughs> And now for our tweet of the week, something to really prime us for what's to come. This one's from Bridget Kelly at Bridget E. Kelly. Excited for an entire season of white dudes making vaguely racist jokes to show how not racist they are. Ah, so much to look forward to. (laughs) And that's it for Here to Make Friends as we close this chapter on Nick Vial's love story. Thanks so much to our guest, Phoebe Robinson, and our producer, Nick Offenberg. If you haven't yet, remember to find Here to Make Friends on iTunes to subscribe and give us a rating and review. We're also on Facebook. Please like us there. And you can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or you can send us an email at heretomakefriends at huffingtonpost.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your free Monday nights. We definitely will. But we also can't wait to talk to you again in May for Rachel's big season. Yay.
Want even more Bachelor stories in your life? Sign up for HuffPost's entertainment email for even more roses. More roses. More virtual roses. More most dramatic moments ever. Juicy celeb news, hilarious late night bits, uh, and also some award show coverage and more. Yeah, it's not all Bachelor out there, but a lot of it is. To subscribe, tap the image on the ACAST player, or if you have no idea what we're talking about, just go to bit.ly slash entnewsletter. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash entnewsletter. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years. You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue. Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet. Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher. Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run-Through, available wherever you get your podcasts. 